You know that beat? Oh yeah, you know that beat. What's up everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host. With the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. It is episode 21, believe it or not. If you look at the order of the shows, like I kind of messed things up and we're actually on 21 episodes, so we are still going strong. Again, this show is all about you. Call in. The number is 833-888-ABXL, 833-888-2295. We got some great calls. We, we are starting to get some really long calls, and I want to put as many people as I can, so try and keep it to one thought, but we will get to that. Also, I'm going to put this in the show notes so you guys can check it out. You can even see it in the description. I'm doing a survey. It's called my Mid-2000 Apple Satisfaction Survey, and what I've done is I want everyone, we always see these weird surveys about, oh, what is Apple doing? People like are 98% happy with the AirPods. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to go down to Apple's entire product line and find out what people really care about. I think that because we follow tech and we are more intimately involved, our perception of what is good or not might be slightly different, but I think it'll still align pretty strongly with what Apple does. So the URL to go to, if you remember this, is tinyurl.com slash mid-2018 Apple survey. I call it the Apple satisfaction survey. Someone called it ass. So you can take my mid-2018 ass survey. The link is in the notes. All right, I'm gonna give you guys and gals an option to either, you know, there's kind of two big stories. There's either the iPad rumor story, which is really exciting for me, or there's Apple's earnings that just dropped, which are really interesting because it kind of give you insight into what's going on with the company. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip a coin, heads or tails. If it's heads, we're going to start with the iPad story. If it's tails, we're going to start with the Apple earnings. Okay, so here we go. I'm just going to flip it. Hopefully you can hear this this coin flip. All right, it's heads. So if you really love starting with earnings, you're just going to have to wait. All right, let's, let's start off with the iPad news and lots of iPad stories coming out this week. The first report... Really, most of these reports came out from Japanese website Mako Takara, and they suggest my worst fear. I know I got to get over it. It's not my worst fear, but I just don't see why they got to do this. The report claims that the next iPad Pro will possibly and most likely lose their headphone jack. They're going to get rid of the headphone jack from the iPad Pro. And I did it on my video show. I said, let's get ready to dongle. I could make it go three, four times long. I'm not going to hurt your ears like that. What do you think about that, guys and gals? No headphone jack in the iPad Pro. Are you surprised? Do you care? Is it kind of like, eh, par for the course? I think what's different, though, is like I think about all the kids that use iPads. Maybe they'll just use earlier generation iPads. But to make the new iPad Pro not have a headphone jack at all, that means eventually when those kids graduate to newer iPads, Mom and dad is going to have to pay for wireless headphones for them. I don't know how hot they are on that. I don't think I don't think they need to do that. The the iPad is still thick enough. Anyways, that's one of the rumors. Also, the form factor and the dimensions could shrink a little bit. It's really slight for the 10.5-inch model. Basically, you're trimming let's say around 3 millimeters here. Four millimeters there, and the thickness of the 10.5 inch new iPad Pro will be 0.1 millimeters thinner than the current one. So 
That's going to be a slight change of design, but where you're really going to see the big size differences here with the 12.9 inch iPad Pro, which will be roughly 25 millimeters uh, shorter, right? They're getting rid of that big bezel on it. It's going to be roughly five millimeters thinner or wider. So it's going to be a little less wide. And then the thickness of it will be 0.5 millimeters thinner. So the 12.9 inch one, my baby, my favorite iPad Pro, because I'm all about, you know, I tell you all the time, reading comics, reading magazines on the go, watching movies. I love that thing. I freaking love it. So I'm excited about that. It means that I'll have to sell my iPad Pro because I'm not going to buy one and then keep both because I'm not I'm not making that cheddar, y'all. Most people are not, <laughs> okay? So anyways, that's one of the other things that we have that we're hearing about the iPad Pros. Are the iPad Pros getting more enticing to you all? Because I feel like there's two camps. There's people that either have their iPads from two, three years ago. They don't really even care about the Pro. But then there's people like me that just, I just love the Pro. I think it's because the screen is so big and I'm kind of like used to it. Every time someone sees my iPad, they're like, dude, that thing's huge. I'm like, because it's Pro. But it's not for bragging rights. It's because I actually use it during the show. I'm like pumping out. I have this cool soundboard. That's why you kind of hear some of those, you know, classic sounds. You're like, you know, we got we got a little rim shot. So when I ever do throw out the good apples, we've got we've got some stuff, right? I mean, I think I honestly agree with Tim Cook. Like absolutely breathtaking. It is absolutely breathtaking. It is amazing. Anyways, I don't know. What do you guys think about the iPad Pro? Are you are you in on this? Are you not? Anyways, there's other design implications here. Steve Hemistoffer, he runs on leaks. They leak out a lot of stuff on Twitter, on social media. They do videos. They partner up with renderings. He just released what he believes to be a purported 2018 iPad Pro CAD design. Now, up to this point, we've heard rumors. We haven't really seen much. The interesting thing about this CAD design is that it matches up with what Mako Takara said, that the iPad Pro is going to have a diamond-cut bezeled edge. And remember where that was from. That came out around the time of the iPhone 5 and iPhone SE design. It was that metal body that kind of had that cool, shiny bezel. Super flat. But then they could also be doing that. There's a bunch of rumors that are saying that, look, this thing is going to have a metal edge. It's going to be very iPhone 10-like. And that got my brain thinking that maybe this new iPad Pro is going to be made out of glass. If it's not this generation, it's going to be the next generation. But then when you think about, okay, if it's not metal and it's glass, it may not be this year, but it could be next year. What if the iPad Pro ends up supporting wireless charging as well? That would be sick. And that's all going to tie to another story that we talk about later that's related to some crazy patents that Apple's playing with uh, regarding wireless charging. Also in the CAD design, Hemisopher shows like a new spot right on the backside of this iPad Pro, right above towards the bottom of the lightning connector. We had this smart connector that Apple put on the side of the iPad Pros currently that allow it to use smart keyboards and it transfers data and power to it so you could kind of use them in tandem. Well, it looks like they potentially are putting this smart connector now on the base, so it would basically exist in portrait mode, and it immediately tells me, well, this new iPad Pro, you're gonna have to get new accessories for it, you're gonna have to get a new keyboard case, which is around 120 bucks, 
You're going to have to get a freaking dongle for it. Sure, Apple will throw one in, but you're going to lose it, and then you're going to spend 10 more bucks. Remember, the dongle was the number two most sold uh, Apple product on at Best Buy. AirPods was one. Dongle was number two. Not phones, but dongles. I think at least accessories. Sorry, let me take that back. At least accessories. It's a dongle, baby. Anyways, this iPad Pro is getting really exciting to me. The the final icing on the cake. This just dropped today. I'm actually recording this kind of at the end of day on Wednesday. Icons in iOS 12's Beta 5 that was just recently released this week show an iPad icon with thin bezels, no home button, and no notch. Remember, this was how the, I believe it was the iPhone, was it the iPhone 10? How it was leaked in, I believe, HomePod, in the HomePod beta software. Jeez, my brain sometimes surprises me. In the HomePod beta software, an icon for the iPhone 10 was there that revealed it had a notch, right? It's just an outline, a very simple, basic, literally outlines and dots and a circle for a button, home button or not. This iOS 12 beta literally shows us uh, just a thin bezel border with no notch whatsoever. So it's not going to happen, y'all. iPad Pro will notch, have a notch. And there is notching you can do about that. And I'll stop. Did you like that? I think I deserve that. I think I really deserve that. All right. Moving along, let's go into the earnings. Uh, Apple dropped another bomb of earnings reporting their best third quarter ever financially. Now, when they talk about their third quarter financial results, that actually corresponds to the second calendar quarter of the year. So this represents May through June. Apple posted revenues of $53. billion and a net quarterly profit of $11.5 billion. That's compared to last year. billion and a net quarterly profit of $8.7 billion. So if you do the math, they basically brought in roughly $8 billion more revenue compared to a year ago and around $3 billion more in in actual profit. Now here's the rock stars. Apple sold 41.3 million iPhones during this quarter, only up slightly from 41 a year ago. Mac sales fell to 3.72 million units from 4.29 million units in the year ago. We're going to talk about that. iPad sales rose slightly 11.55 million from 11.42 million. So that was about, just took about a 0.1 million tick up. Now there, again, this was Apple's best June, they call it the June quarter ever fiscally for them. But there are some interesting, interesting things to pull from this, right? There are highlights to be had really good takeaways so first of all even though iphone's unit sales they were only up less than one percent year over year that's not much but what is the rock star here the average selling price of an iphone so let's rewind a year ago if you compare this year to last year a year ago the average selling price for an iphone was 606 dollars well there's this phone called the iPhone 10 that started to mix it up. The average selling price now is $724. That is a massive number. So although 
sales were only up by less than 1%. Revenue grew 20% year over year. That's insane, right? Apple was talking about the iPhone 10. The iPhone 10 was still their number one selling phone of the quarter. And we even touched upon this last week. Someone asked me, what is Apple's vision? And I said, they used to be about, we're going to make the best product. They came out with one product that was the best product. But now they're about, we're going to make the best products and make a whole lot lot of money doing that. And how do we know that they looked at the iPhone 10, they saw that it was their number one top seller. It drove their average selling price of phones way, way up. So what are they going to do now? They're going to now release three phones, and they're going to have a phone that's more expensive than the iPhone 10. They're going to have that 6.5-inch OLED-based iPhone that'll probably be around $1,200 just to start. They'll have that 6.1-inch LCD-based phone that's in the middle that looks similar. It's a little stripped down. It honestly might be cheaper and is reportedly going to be cheaper than the actual iPhone 10, the entry-level model of the OLED screen. And then we have the 5.8-inch iPhone that's OLED-based. So three phone models now with one that's going to be even higher. And guess what? There's going to be people that are going to buy it. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to buy it except me because I don't have pants big enough. Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't have jeans baggy enough. I got big pants, trust me. I wear a men's size eight shoe. <laughs> Look out. Anyways, you, you, can't, you can't wear skinny jeans. You can't wear those trendy skinny jeans. with. And if you do, it's just, it's definitely, is that a phone in your pocket? It's definitely a phone in your pocket. So iPhone revenue grew 20% year over year. That That is huge for them. Now here's one of those negative numbers. We talked about the Apple, Apple selling less Macs, 13% fewer Macs this quarter. That that sounds rough, right? That sounds like, ugh, what's going on with your Mac line, Apple? Well, here's a couple things to consider. Last year, Apple released a bevy of Mac products. They updated their laptop line, they updated the iMac line, and they released the iMac Pro. And I can't, I feel like they did also update the MacBooks with just a speed bump. So they had all these products in the pipeline. This year, they didn't release anything the 2018 MacBook Pro came out in July, so that's after that fiscal quarter. So there was really no activity whatsoever happening there. But here's the other thing. when we Remember we talked about that average selling price of the iPhone? Although I think this is a long play that is going to serve Apple well, now that they are fine, they sold less Macs from year to year. I think that's going to catch up eventually once they launch whatever new lines are going to have. It's just like a seasonal thing right now. But there's a Mac, the Macs now are actually pretty dang expensive. Like today, if you wanted a top specced out MacBook Pro, you're spending almost $7,000 before AppleCare. You weren't able to do that before. And there are pro users that are buying that. I wish, actually, I don't wish I could get that one. I don't need that one. I didn't get that one. Um, but $7,000 for a Mac, the Mac iMac Pro is running you can spec one out, get twice as much. So the average selling price of all of Apple's products, it isn't going down, it is going up. And I alluded to that whole Apple survey that I wanted you all to check out and fill out. The reason why I want you to fill out is because there's some really interesting telling stuff of trends that I've seen already from what people are saying and responding. And also I forgot to say, if you fill out that that survey, again, it's tinyurl.com slash 
mid-2018 Apple survey. I'll put it in the notes in the description of the show. You'll just be able to see it right on the podcast stuff. I'm giving away uh, a download code for Avengers Infinity War, and if we hit 1,000 respondents, we're at like 700 right now, I'm going to throw out two codes. So you have a 1 in 500 chance of getting an Infinity War download code. And yes, it will be in 4K because iTunes, if you buy it on iTunes exclusively, it's not in 4K. I know that might seem like some inside baseball, but trust me, I know those of you who care about that. I I, I care about that stuff. So a bad quarter for the max, but it may not be as bad as it looks like. Services, Apple services is growing. That covers things like iCloud, Apple Music, the App Store. Those are all part of those. Apple services are doing gangbusters. A reported $9.55 billion in revenue, up 31% since last year. Back in 2017, Tim Cook said their goal was to double Apple's services division by 2020. Well, they keep on bumping up. At that time, I think they were making around $7, million, seven, sorry, $7 billion per quarter. So they're at $9.55. They're going to get there. And Tim Cook said they're still on target for this, right? Now, he also said that in regards to services, people are wondering, like, what is Apple doing? We know that they're working with content. We know that they're going to release some type of service. He did address it saying, you know, we can do some original content together with Oprah Winfrey as he was kind of asked directly, what's going on with you guys and Oprah? He continued to say, as you know, we hired two highly respected TV executives in the past year. They've been here for several months working on a project that we're not really ready to share all the details of yet. I could not be more excited about what's going on here. We have great talent in the area that we've sourced from different places and feel very good about what we'll eventually offer. In terms of key catalysts of changes, cord cutting is probably going to continue accelerating and likely at a higher rate than many expect. We expect dramatic changes in the content industry. We're happy to be working on something, just not ready to talk about it today. I know, t- I know how you feel, Tim. We are incredibly excited. You know they are. Because Tim, Tim Cook can't control himself when Apple is doing things that he wants to talk about. Steve Jobs would just be like, eh. Tim Cook guy gives you details. He's like basically saying we're working on a service. We're excited about it. He started hyping up AR a whole bunch and was like, AR, AR, we love AR. We love augmented reality. It's like wearables. We love we love what's going on in the watch watch business. It's like, bro, can you just like, just leave some suspense for us. Just something. I mean, I want that. All right, so Apple earnings, everything is trending in the right direction. Their stock price went up when everyone right now is going down. So Apple, Apple's a happy camper right now. They are, they, are, they are feeling the love. All right, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. You know who it is. It's you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. If you aren't supporting the show, it is your way to help support me to continue to do this. It starts at $1 per month. It's a month. It's a monthly sponsorship. That's basically 25 cents per episode. You can bump up to $5 a month, which is basically like a cup of coffee. So if I've given you any value, I thank you so much. We are, every time we transition through a month, some people jump on, some people jump off. So we're in that transition period. We're still trying to get close to our goal. We're about, I think we're about $600 away from basically making this a show that happens until the end of time. So thank you 
so much. You can sponsor the show at levels of $1, $5, $10, $25, and we got platinum apples at $1,000. But again, um, I don't know. I just finished sending out all of the decals and signed photos to all of the U.S. patrons. And when I'm actually signing people's names, it's just and seeing where everyone is coming from and supporting the show, it's just overwhelming to me. Like, I was like, I don't know, it's crazy. I was genuinely touched. So thank you for your support. Thank you for allowing me to do this and continue that support. And if you haven't and you love what I'm doing and everything I'm doing video and audio-wise, you're feeling it, please sponsor the show. So patreon.com slash Brian Tong. All right, let's keep on rolling through the show The iPad is getting some competition. I wanted a way to kind of break these things two up. Samsung brought up, dropped a new bomb before their actual Note 9 announcement in New York, which I will be going to next week. So I'm going to have to figure out how I do shows for you. I might have to skip that week and make that up for you. But Samsung launched the new Galaxy Tab S4. This is a 10.5-inch tablet described as the ultimate entertainment and multitasking assistant. What they've done, though, here is clever because, look, no one is going to compete with Apple when it comes to apps. It's too late for that. You're not going to all of a sudden say, hey, we've got these great apps. Yeah, you've got some apps. You're not going to really be able to compete with the Surface Pro, but you'll probably have a better chance at the Surface Pro. So what the Samsung Galaxy Tab S4 is doing here is, yes, it's a tablet. Yes, It has a keyboard case, but what I thought was really interesting is in this keyboard case, depending on the position you put it in, it also has a built-in DeX dock. What is the DeX dock? If you have no idea what this does, it actually takes your Samsung product. They had this with the phones, and it actually turns it into a desktop. So you could basically run a desktop experience on your tablet, and it supports a Bluetooth mouse, so you can use it exactly like a desktop, you can dock it into a larger screen over HDMI. It's all Bluetooth compatible, keyboard and mouse option. It's running a Snapdragon 835 processor, four gigs of RAM, storage space capacity, 64 gigs to 256. But again, they're trying to make this more of a productivity device that also happens to be an entertainment consumption device, which is smart. It is, again, their kind of version of this whole tablet hybrid Now, I don't know about you. I need to see some big things from Apple and iOS 12 on the iPad. They're never going to make it as feature-rich, but I love what they're doing because it has its own feel, its own unique experience. It's its own thing now, but it still trails. I, I want it to do more, and quite honestly, the iPad Pro has been out now for, I believe, two, two and a half years. If I don't see big time pro apps on it from Apple, it's gonna it's it's a little bit of a turnoff. I'm not gonna stop supporting it. It's one of my favorite devices, but look, where is Final Cut Pro? Where is Logic? Adobe finally announced that they're going to release a full-fledged Adobe suite on the iPad Pro. They announced this, I think, a couple weeks ago. Affinity Photo and Affinity Designer is the ultimate, like, in your face, you guys took too long to do this, They have an amazing interface that you can use the Apple Pencil with to edit photos, layers, masks, filters. I can do everything on Photoshop that I can do pretty much on Affinity Photo, if not more in in certain ways. So that's Adobe's response. But I need to see pro apps, real pro apps finally from Apple, from others on this iPad Pro. And I need to see an evolution of the OS to be even more sophisticated. 
All right, I totally went on a random tangent, but this is all related. You know, my good buddy, James Fong, he hears, I I always want to know what you guys and gals want to hear on the show. And he said he appreciates it when I bring in other products and kind of the competitive landscape within the lens of Apple, because it, I'm sorry, I love talking about things more than Apple. And I think it's good to educate you guys and gals on that. From a price perspective, the Samsung Galaxy Tab S4 starts at 650 for a 64 gig model. That's really the same uh, iPad Pro 10.5 inch starts at 649 for 64 gigs, and then it goes up. 799 uh, is for the 256 gig version of an iPad Pro. 750 dollars is for a 256 gig version of the Galaxy Tab S4. So it's out on the market. I, it's not like this tablet world is going to change um, dramatically, but they want to be a part of the game. I really think. You're either going to be a Surface person now or an iPad person. And until the iPad gives people more compelling reasons to get it, I think the the multitasking, the super deep user that doesn't care about ecosystem is obviously going to go Surface Pro. But that ecosystem is strong. It is so strong. And it, it has our hooks in it. It has its hooks on us. And it's not a bad thing. It's just a reality. And so iPad still, still kind of ruled the world. All right. Um, this is kind of really cool. I guess, but the we talked about the iPhone. We're jumping around a little bit, but this is related to the iPad. The iPad, the kind of the landscape, the iPad style landscape mode where you can turn it horizontally. We saw this on some of the plus versions of the iPhone. Don't get me if I'm wrong. I think it started on the 6 Plus where you could turn that phone horizontally and get a landscape interface, which I'm like, dude, just put it on every phone. I was, I hated that. Well, it looks like, the 6.5-inch OLED iPhone will be getting that same landscape functionality a la iPad-style landscape mode to and reformat some of those apps to take advantage of that extra real estate. They did not put it on the 5.8-inch iPhone 10, But according to this report, Brazilian site iHelpBR, they are bringing it to the 6.5-inch iPhone. And I know my brother Jason loves that. He was all over that. But I don't know if he's going to be all over a 1200 plus price point. Mm-mm-mm. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. All right, we also talked about wireless charging and I got a little giddy thinking about wireless charging with an iPad Pro. Well, this is why this is this is why I wanted to talk about it. A patent was recently revealed and came to light that features what Apple wants to do. And Apple really, get this, they want to turn all of their devices into wireless chargers. So we know the Air Power Mat is delayed. It's coming soon. Apple Apple wants to go all wireless. I like it a lot. I love it. I love the idea of this. Okay, so check this out. Here's the patent. They basically showcase in iPads and in MacBook Pros charging coils located in multiple sections for something like the ipad on the back of it it has three of them on the back side for something like the macbook pros it has nine charging spots on the rear of the shell you know nicely symmetrical just like boom 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 kind of like your cupcakes when you're your right your cupcakes it's like perfectly symmetrical when you make cupcakes a little cupcake tins that's what i was trying to say but also below the keyboard of the macbook pro they would also they're their thinking is to put three charging coils or charging locations, one on the trackpad and one on and one on each side of the trackpad as well. So what could you do? You could charge 
an iPhone. You could charge an Apple Watch. They even showed on an iPad, you could put an iPhone and then stack an Apple Watch on top of that iPhone, which is on top of that iPad. So you have like this crazy Apple sandwich and all of them can charge because they have these the coils in them to charge. I'm like, this is crazy. So they started this patent in 2015. They re they updated it recently to increase some of this new functionality. So an iPad with a wireless charger sending power to an iPhone, which is apparently sending power to an Apple Watch. Now again, not all patents happen, but this seems kind of like, when I look at the design change on the iPad Pro, we know that wireless charging, look, wireless charging isn't anywhere close to the speed of a physical wire, but we are getting there. We are going to get there. It's not like we're not. This is really interesting. We won't see this next year. Maybe we'll see this in two or three years, but, you know, I could I could actually see this happening in it. It's kind of cool. I think it's actually really cool. Not cool. Apple says it's removing its apps and in-app purchases from its iTunes affiliate program. The iTunes affiliate program. Why does that matter and why does that bring why am I bringing that up to you? Well, there's a lot of developers, there's a lot of people that are up and coming that are developing apps. And for the longest time, remember the App Store was not what it used to be. The App Store was not the cat's meow. People had to figure out what apps were there what was hot. So you had a lot of actual websites that would tout, hey, these are the cool apps to check out. One of them was Touch Arcade. I don't know if you remember App Shopper. There's a few of them still out there. They would review them and then they would send you, hey, here's the link. Go to the app store, get this app. It's worth it. They would get a cut of that. They were an affiliate, kind of like an Amazon affiliate. Apple says, really for, I guess, well, here, I'll give you the reasoning but they're removing it. And this is what they said in a statement with the launch of the new app store on both iOS and Mac OS. Remember they're doing their app store. They're bringing those iOS apps to the Mac desktop as well. So here's a statement again with the launch of the new app store on both iOS and Mac OS and their increased methods of app discovery. We will be removing apps from the affiliate program starting on October 1st, 2018 commissions for iOS and Mac apps and in app content will be removed from the program, all other types of content though, music, movies, books, and TV remain in the affiliate program. Well, this is why it hurts. The company used to offer a 7% affiliate rate. Remember, most of these apps are like 99 cents. Most of these apps are 99 cents. They dropped that affiliate rate from 7% to 2.5%. And now it's gone. And sure, it's a... You're like, oh, that's minimal. But a lot of those little transactions add up. Remember, the App Store is a 10, I think they said it's a $10 billion economy for developers. People are buying it. So being a part of that, getting any cut of that can make a difference and help support a website. Touch Arcade basically wrote a straight up open letter saying this is going to affect us and we don't know if we're going to be around. And look, I think Apple has done things Apple will always do things the way they want to. If they want to cut people out of the party, that's fine. And that's what they're doing here. I don't think their app store is more discoverable. I think what it does is it features less apps. It looks prettier. Discovery is significantly down. And the only way that you really get a good spot in that today in the app store is if you pay for it. I don't, when was the last time you heard of a viral up and coming app that took over? And quite honestly, now these days, 
it's less and less. You typically now will see an app in the app store that is advertised on Apple. You might try it out. Your friend might talk about it, and that's how it is. Like, I haven't gone to a app website review site in a long time anymore. And maybe it's because I kind of have all the apps I need. But anyways, I just thought this was, they didn't have to do it. They're sitting on billions of dollars. They didn't, they didn't have to do this, and they did it. So it's a bad Apple. It's a sad apple. I'm just not, I'm not the biggest fan of this. It's more like, I would like, I'd be crying more. I'd be, it's not a womp womp. It's a sad apple. All right. So I just want to show out support for touch arcades and app shoppers, all those sites out there. Like you guys, act, you guys and gals actually helped me back in the day. So I got to show love. All right. We talked about our voicemails. Keep on calling 833 ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. Also, I've been hearing some feedback. Some of you don't really want to call because you, you're like, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to open up the Apple Bits email. So here it is. It's applebitsshow at gmail.com. A-P-P-L-E-B-I-T-Z show, S-H-O-W, <laughs> at gmail.com. So if you want to put a question there and you want me to read it, I think that's a way to let your voices be heard but we have calls we're gonna go to them let's start off with dylan and i tell you to have short voicemails this one's super long but he makes two good points that i really like and i'd rather have more talking points than someone just asking what should i buy it's just better conversation all right here we go dylan let's go hey brian dylan from boston massachusetts and i was thinking about two points from your last show i think when it comes to the Apple fixing their throttling super quickly. Um, I think they did a really good job, but you also have to understand that this problem made probably their most profitable MacBook completely obsolete. So other things like Bengate and maybe just getting into a keyboard don't really, you know, make that product unviable. But the i9 MacBook, there would be no reason at all to purchase that over the i7. So for them to not have a huge loss in research development, you know, um, creating the product, they had to do something extremely quickly. And I still think they did a good job, but just pointing it out that they did this mostly out of necessity, not just because, you know, they were feeling like owning up a little more than usual. Second point is about the USB-C charging limiting. Um, normally I feel like Apple has this whole stigma about being really bad about cords and charging. And while that's normally right, I do think that they're doing a good job with not letting third-party manufacturers get the full capabilities of the USB-C port. And we've actually seen this with the Nintendo Switch that also has a USB-C. The way that the third-party USB-C devices have interfaced with the Nintendo Switch has actually led to some switches breaking, um, just being faulty. And so while this could be a little bit annoying, I'm okay with minor annoyances if they make sense and come from a logical place. So just wanted to throw out my thoughts there, and thanks for listening. Awesome, awesome. Dylan, I love those two points. Yeah, I, I think you covered all the bases. I'm totally in agreement with you. And I never thought about the whole idea of just... That you know, you brought up a great point with the Nintendo Switch issue, and I think we'd all be up in arms if that was happening to our devices. And the fact that it really just doesn't happen that often, um, yeah, I would have to say that is a good Apple. 
really nice of them. Very nice. All right, we got this next call. Andrew, he wanted to talk a little bit about, guess what, wireless charging. Hey, Brian, it's Andrew from Boca Raton, Florida. I've been watching slash listening to you since you started the Apple Byte almost 10 years ago. I'm actually Woo! glad that you mentioned Belkin in the previous show and their wireless charging. I did, in fact, buy their wireless charger for the iPhone 10, and I agree with you. I only use it for, in my living room on my coffee table when I'm watching TV. I use the cord everywhere else. One thing, however, that I have been waiting for from Belkin all summer is their boost-up wireless car charging universal mount so that I can have wireless charging in their car. But they haven't released it yet. They say it's coming out summer of 2018, but it is summer of 2018. I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks, and keep up the good work. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Andrew. I think that, look, maybe they're pulling a little Apple on us. Uh, if I recall right, I think one time Apple said they were going to release an operating system um, by summer. And I think summer officially ends something on like the last day of August or the first day of September. And Apple literally released an iOS update that they said would be ready in summer on like the la like August 30th or something crazy like that. So... I'm just saying, Belkin still has time. <laughs> Belkin has some time. There's other companies that are doing it too. Um, so just sit tight. I I'm sure it's coming up pretty soon. All right, Matt had some, a really good call. Uh, these are, again, Matt, he kind of talks about how he likes the show a lot. Don't do this, guys. I love you so much. But just say, like, I like it. Just, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Hey, Brian. It's Matt again from Orange County, um, the world traveler. Um, I just love your show, love what you're doing. It's so exciting to see you out on your own. Again, I've been listening to podcasts forever. I love your podcast. Um, YouTube, I get on there occasionally, but you on one and a half times speed on podcasts once a week is great. Um, <laughs> about the product lineup, you guys keep talking about it off and on on this show, on the podcast. Uh, you get people calling in. I think Apple's product line is pretty solid, except it's been getting crazy with the names. Like, they just need to have a iPad, iMac, MacBook line, and then the Pro lines of those. And what they're doing with the phones, I have no idea. Like, there's iPhone, iPhone Plus, iPhone X. X seems to be the Pro model, but they just need to really streamline their names and not go all over the place. They really need to be focused, I think, on the base consumer versus the pro creative and really focus on getting their technology out for those two uh, consumers of their product. Yeah, but what do you think? That's my thought. Nice call. You know, I think that's that was when, back in the day, yes, they had less products, but uh, and they will always have tons of products. Like here and there, right? They're doing audio. They're doing headphones. They're doing AirPods. They're doing HomePods. They're doing power charges fine. That's all like on the halo outside the core. But back in the day, Steve Jobs showed a grid and he's like, we have the consumer MacBook. We have the pro MacBook Pro. We have the consumer I, um, iMac and we have the pro Power Mac. It was really easy. It's not easy right now. And also part of that is so many models, so many different screen sizes, so many configurations. But you're right, they could... They could stream it, streamline it down a little bit. So uh, I like your idea. I wish they would do something like that, but I don't... I guess we'll just have to wait for them to say our new phone is called the iPhone Pro. What do you think about that? iPhone Pro? 
iPhone Pro. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I'll, we'll leave that up to them. See if they impress. Or, uh, I don't know. Okay. Here we go. One last call coming out to you from Greg. Hey, Brian. This is Greg from Phoenix. Hey, I uh, was wondering about Harmony and uh, Access on with Siri. I've heard in the last year that the HomeKit uh, standards had been changed in a way that made it easier for manufacturers to use HomeKit. But I, like you, have a Harmony, and the only t- way I can use it with voice is with my Echo. And you know, I'd really like to be able to use it with my phone or my Apple Watch. So I was just wondering if you had heard any rumors uh, or if you can use some of your research skills to uh, find out if that is in the works. Thanks. All right. So uh, I did a little digging, and now I know why. Um, I'll I'll never do this on my own. Well, fine. If I really wanted to, I could. But here's the here's the quick answer. It is technically possible. Now, what you have to do is basically there's this, I guess, software platform called Homebridge. Now, people know about it, and what it allows you to do is you need to have a Mac to do this, but Homebridge essentially turns your Mac into a smart hub. Because if you look at these things, remember, things like the Philips uh, Hue light bulbs, they have a hub that they talk to. Well, you're going to basically turn your Mac into a hub so that your HomeKit sees the Mac as a hub, and that Mac hub talks to things like your Logitech Harmony Remote. It talks to your Nest. Now, you, there's ways to like set this up. I remember hearing about Homebridge, and someone's like, uh, you probably don't want to mess with that. And I looked into it. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to mess with that. And the reason why is because if HomeKit was better, I probably would. But quite honestly, HomeKit needs to do this themselves. They support 220 smart devices right now. We talked about this. Amazon is like at over fifteen, like 13,000. Google's at 5,000. Apple's at 220, yo. <laughs> 220, yo. So you basically have to download Xcode. You have to down, go to go to a GitHub and uh, get a few tools, and you can then turn your Mac into a smart hub that will then allow your device to show up like a device in HomeKit. And that's why you just don't see it that much. All right, that is going to do it for this week's show. We got to show love, guess what, to my Platinum Apples. That's the $100 level of support. And again, thank you so much, not only to them, but we're almost at freaking like 500 five-star reviews on iTunes. Tell your friends. People are still figuring out where did Brian Tong go and where does all this Apple goodness go? We're right here. Thank you so much. Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Freighter, and Craig Hindall, the Platinum Apples. And again, at every level that you have been able to basically say, hey, I'm going to support this dude. I'm going to support Brian Tong. Thank you. And I really felt it and feel it when I sign all those decals and photos because I'm like, man, this is like real. This is real. So thank you again. I'm humbled and I keep on chugging along and we keep on growing and we keep on doing this. And uh, I just want to say thanks again. All right. Again, be a part of the show. Call in 833-888-ABXL. And if you have time to fill out the Apple survey or what someone called the ass Brian's ass survey. It's the mid 2018 Apple survey. The notes are in the show. Tinyurl.com slash mid 
2018 Apple survey. Do it. It's going to help us out. And uh, we're going to have a special show specifically where I break down all that stuff just for you all here on the Apple Bits XL. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much again. Take care. Be safe. Peace. Peace.